Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. In some ways, fashion has been waiting for this moment, right? Like, everyone has always wanted to do apocalypse or post-apocalypse fashion, so like... Careful what you wish for, but here we are. It's <laughs> taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Hi, this is Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho. Today, we have a great guest. I am so excited to interview Little Miss Hot Mess. How's your car car? Uh, my quarantine, it, you know, I'm kind of in that phase where I'm like settled into it. Like, yeah. It's like when you're sick and you don't really want to go back to work and you don't really want to go back to real life. Yeah. So. I get it. You know, I'm gardening. Oh, okay. I'm watching a lot of TV. You know, it's cute. What are you watching? I just finished making the cut. I know I'm a little behind on that. Oh, I haven't watched Um, it. Oh, it's good. Naomi Campbell is like beyond, beyond. I love her. I thought I loved her and now I love her even more than I ever could have imagined. Well, you know, I have always loved her. I, I mean, I, I have always loved her. And then I thought I couldn't love her anymore when she had took that wipe down all of her tray table and like <laughs> yes. everything. Like when she sanitized her, her whole like living area with a towel. And then like, I mean, I always, I always really admired her, like just because of mm-hmm. her beauty. And I mean, always since the nineties, since like Versace and everything. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like just all that she's about, I mean, as a woman of color, as a, as a model, totally. as like an icon and from the nineties, you know, she's everything, but like, you know, she's just so incredible. She's so incredible. And she, watching her and Heidi Klum basically like shop on TV. Like I would watch a whole TV show of just that. It's they're beautiful. <laughs> they're so funny. It's yeah, it's really great. That's cool. Okay. I'll watch that. Yeah, and Mrs. America, that's my other big one. Oh, that looks cool. That looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like feminist arguing. It's like the feminist debate television show we've always wanted and never gotten. Oh, okay. So you (laughs) like to watch some women. You like some herstory. (laughs) I like a little bit of herstory and a little historical. You like some women's television. (laughs) 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 I do, but it's so interesting because it's really like, the history of the women's liberation movement and like Phyllis Schlafly yeah. just being this total mom, psycho, psychotic, crazy, 
crazy. Crazy. Does it show the crazy. pie in her face? Oh, no, that's Anita Bryant. <laughs> yeah, no. No, we haven't gotten to Anita Bryant yet. I don't know if we'll get to her, but it's it's wild. That's so great. Yeah. That's great. So then, um, yeah, I have been like, I actually have doing, my uh, television has been real male, actually. Oh, I've been real like, I've been, instead of watching herstory, I've been watching himstory. <laughs> <laughs> his to me because History. like um so i can't focus like my um yep, focus have been real like off so like i've had to like simplify because i mm-hmm. i was like i can't be like i can't like binge like normal like so i can't right. like read or like i can't focus on like normally like what i can normally watch on tv and so i've had to simplify um so I couldn't handle like color television. So like I had to go back to like black and white and then like yes. I couldn't handle like um like complex shit. So I had to go back right. to like film noir and then I had um, and then I'm like I can't handle anything before 1950. So I had to go back to like Fritz Lang. So then I was like, oh you know what? God. I have to go farther back. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's just go to On the Waterfront. No, let's just go back to Fritz Lang. <laughs> no, let's uh, look. <laughs> I need to get back to. Let's just start with Peter Laurie. Okay, oh. girl. <laughs> let's go oh to. Gl- let's go. Let's go to Gloria Swanson. Like I need to just go <laughs> real far back. Like it's very. Yeah. Um, it's like. I need silent film and black and white, like German expressionism, because I need yes. simple pictures and black and white, yeah. like, because it's like, she's getting real simple and it needs to be like real structured <laughs> because I can't focus. I hear you. Yeah. Back to basics, like the the basic, most basic of the basics. Really. Like I need a woodcut. Like I'm like, I'm like real <laughs> simple. Like she, it's like uh-huh. the ADD, like simple, just give me some like, um, potato print cards. Cause I can't, you know what? She can't, she can't. She can't. I know. Yeah. Give me a real newspaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get me off the goddamn phone. For Cause a it's too hard. Cause I, I yeah. think, um, yeah, my focus is really off my, um, uh, I think my absorption of facts and like story is very off. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't deal with like news or really social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just too much information. And I, I'm, I'm very, it, it's like, I think it like the news cycle, it, it makes me panic too much. Yep. And it sets me worrying. Like I, I don't want to be in that place. A hundred percent. Yeah. Although I will say I was also, I just finished it, but I was reading the diaries of Lou Sullivan, which I don't know if you've heard of him Mm -hmm. or his book, but he was kind of one of the first out trans men Mm -hmm. um, and one of the first out gay trans men. And they just published his like diaries from when he was a kid to when he died of AIDS in Mm -hmm. the early nineties. And I was reading them in the bathtub and it felt like he was like my coronavirus boyfriend. Mm. And I mean, it's like, it's heavy, but it's reading someone else's life, you know, really from start to finish and like, was very calming. Wow. So, it, like, you know, you know, it's not complex narrative, but there's still so much depth there. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. It. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, I think and, that like, that's a little bit good. Of romance. Well, like, reading, I think, um, reading, I think, would be really like a good thing. Like, biography, autobiography is probably, um, a good thing to do. Like, single narrative would mm-hmm. probably be the right way to go. 
as opposed mm-hmm. to anything truly um, dense. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think that anything like that's too too much like um, too much plot other than one person would be a little bit much for me. Oh yeah, for sure. Like yeah, this any, is like anything else is easy breezy first person. Yeah. 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 Like single no. person narrative story arc, I think I could handle. But like the conspiracy, uh, all of the craziness going on, I'm Oof. just too, I, I'm too f- fearful and too much in a, a place of like terror to comprehend it. Mm-hmm. So are you in, where I, are you? Are you in New York? I'm in LA. Oh, you're yeah, in, LA. in LA. Okay. You're in LA. I'm in LA. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Thank God. Good. <laughs> no offense to New York, but. Uh, yeah. We have sunshine. Oh, yeah. So that's why you're gardening. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. So it's a little easier. It's a little easier. I can go for a walk. Oh, yeah. Backyard. Yeah. I mean, it's heaven. LA, heaven. It is. It is. I could could stand it not being 90 degrees right now, but other than that. I mean, it's hot. It's hot. But maybe it'll burn out. It'll burn it away. (laughs) It'll burn it away. I know. Honestly, the saddest thing, too, is like, can we not have swimming pools all summer? Like oh. all summer. Oh, right. Right? I mean, because I'm a person, you know, I don't have a pool, so I have to hustle my way into pools. So I'm really good at this sort of sneak into hotels game. But Ooh. I feel like that, I feel like now, you know, I just won't be able to blend in because there's no one there anymore. And the pool probably isn't even open. Does it make it like, can you not go in a pool? I mean, does not I, it's like, I think you can probably be in the pool. It's probably like being around the pool with other people. Because the pool has all the chemicals. I mean, right? what, does Miss Rona, can, can Miss Rona get in the pool? Does Miss Rona get drowned? Can you drown Miss <laughs> Rona in the pool? I hope so. I mean, maybe that'll be the next advice coming from our ever-intellectual <laughs> <Rona>. administrations. <laughs> Everyone get in the pool. Rona! <laughs> don't pour a little more bleach in it and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, is Rona coming? Like, is Rona? G- <laughs> is that her name, Rona? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is her name. I was gonna say, I feel like she wears a one piece, and maybe like, a, like actually, in the Mrs. America, Phyllis Schlafly wears a really fierce like uh, flower bathing cap, and I feel like Rona would be because oh. <laughs> she's not getting her hair wet. You know, no. she's gonna get a Rona sweat, but she's not getting her hair wet. Oh, Rona. Right. So oh, I've, I've really had it with Rona. I'm just so through with her, Miss oh, Rona. God. Bye, Rona. Bye, girl. <laughs> Bye, Rona. Bye. But it's just like, I mean, it's so like, uh, yeah, the pool thing, I didn't even think about that because pools are basically, I mean, you're in somebody's mouth. Right. <laughs> if you're in a pool, yes. you're in their nose you're and mouth. In their mouth, all orifices, really. Yeah, in their butthole and their pee. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and is. their pee hole. Like, and, and you know, it's like the whole thing about coronavirus is like it really is about their like all of the orifices. It's all right. their mouth, their eyes, their nose. Right. Just everything and receiving. Ooh. I mean, it really is Ooh. like this weird. I don't know. Do you have a fierce mask? I do have a fierce mask. I have a sequin mask. I have a Grace Jones print mask. I have oh, a flamingo mask. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you? I got in on the mask game early when the artists started putting them out. Oh, cute. Cute. I yeah. have a good. Um, How about you? I have a gimp. I have two. I have a yellow gimp. It's like vinyl. 
yellow Ooh. with a zipper, and then I have a black vinyl with a zipper, and then I have like so you can open it and talk through it. Yeah, and then yes. I have um like a a liner that's like sort of like the um like a paper liner for the inside, but then I have um. Mm. Uh, a, like a kind of a simple, a throw on, like a Paul Smith, <laughs> like a monkey, like, you know, the Paul Smith oh, monkey ones, yeah. like those little cloth ones. Yeah. And then um, I have a couple of colored ones, but I think, um, yeah, like I feel, I feel like masks. I, I do want to have sort of an eye one, like a whole face. Like uh-huh. I might want to see about, I might want to like <laughs> modify some wrestler kind of to get so, sort yes. of like to get some eye protection too. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I wear glasses most of the time, so, like, I feel like my eyes are covered, but... Yeah. But, yeah, I've been thinking about getting, like, some of those real, like, face shield glasses. I mean, let's just get real cute with it, because I love any kind of, like, alternative accessory anyway, so we could just get (laughs) super fierce with, like, I love a futuristic, like, whole anything, so, like, that's great. Yeah, I think we're going to see masks, like... I mean, they already are the accessory, but I think we're going to see some real creativity soon. Yeah. I've already seen some great, like, you know, bedazzled, rhinestoned, everything. And ruffles and fringe. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Yes. yes. I have some good, like, face shields anyway that are, like, kind of, that, like, that's sort of, like, um, the Asian, like, golf situation. Oh, uh-huh. So, I like, I have those. that. So, like, I might add on some, you know, shit to put, like, onto it. You know, yes. let's just go yes. for it because I mean, right. we're inside anyway. We're inside anyway. I mean, in some ways, fashion has been waiting for this moment, right? Like, everyone has always wanted to do apocalypse or post apocalypse fashion. So, like, right. careful what you wish for, but here we are. <laughs> well, I have always been in the, in the interested in tech wear. I mean, that's kind uh-huh. of like always, I'm a little bit, um, always on the fringe of a kind of a fanny pack burning man moment. Like I'm always <laughs> about to bust out some goggles yeah. like and yeah. out of my fanny pack. So yeah, it is s- sidelining in my steampunk fantasy a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, cause I have a sundial watch and I'm like I'm ready to go. Like it's yes. like, I, c- you know, I could have a bat wing. Oh my god, yeah. I see it. Yeah. And like one of those little flight caps. Yeah, flight cap uh. with my chihuahua in my sidecar motorcycle. Yes. Like it's like really about to happen. So it's like mm, I could get real, like very, very steampunk punk real fast. I'm here for that. Yeah. It could I'm be ready for it could be really shoot. cute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so gross. It's like it's so, so gross. gross but... It's so gross. It's like Jules Verne 2011, all like rolled in. It's like <laughs> Around the world in 80 days in 2011. It's really like very, very brown, steampunk, antique, burnished copper. 2011. (laughs) San Francisco. Oh, my God. So gross. So where does where does this like fit in? Like, Because you do like live performances and stuff, right? I do. I mean, I've been I was honestly taking a little bit of a break and focusing more on Drag Queen Story Hour for a while, which Mm -hmm. is fun and also weird to like, Yeah. yeah, go from like midnight shows to 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Yeah. shows in libraries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we've been doing Drag Queen Story Hour for almost five years now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been around the world and we have chapters in all the big cities and a lot of the small towns across the country and Tokyo mm-hmm. and Sweden and Mexico City. So it's, it's really kind of taken off. It's amazing. But yeah. it's kind of the same that. sort of thing because in a lot of ways, it's like, 
it it does incorporate the same kind of performance style. Like it is playtime oh, in the sure. club. It's playtime in a drag queen story hour. It's the same storytelling. It's like the same skills. It's the same mm-hmm. drag. Mm-hmm. It's the same play. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's play, it's dress up, it's like getting an audience who may be skeptical or not have any clue what's going on, either because yeah. they're two years old or because they're 10 drinks down or whatever. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like hooking them in, making them believe in the fantasy and making them want to be part of that fantasy. Yeah. Whether it's 10 p.m. or 10 a.m., it's the same exactly. people. It's like the same people, whether they're 10 months old or... <laughs> 60 (laughs) (laughs) you know it's the same thing it's just like you know a different um place but it's also the same place too it's also the same place it's like people are screaming people are Mm -hmm. talking back at you people are talking to each other and not giving two shits right but although the kids i mean i should probably give the kids more credit because i think the actual kids do Tune in a little bit. I think the kids sometimes. are paying more attention. Yeah, because they're not cruising. They're not whatever. Yeah, the kids the show, are probably but... more, they're way more well behaved. You know? Mm, you'd be surprised. I mean, some of them are well behaved. And, it, and when they're not, it's cute. It's like, you know, they go up and immediately touch your hair or like stroke your dress in a way that would not be appropriate in another oh, situation. That's so cute. Or, you know, or they start, uh, one of my friends talks about how she had a kid. Um, who started picking up all the sequins that fell off of her outfit. <laughs> oh, how And cute. she was like, is this a read, though, that she's picking up all my sequins? And then all the kids were, like, going around picking them all up and handing them back to her. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a read. I think that's just really helpful. That's not a read. No, it's true. That's it's so true. cute. Like, the, kids, the kids are helping. Yeah. That's not a read. That's such a... It could be a read, though. <laughs> it could be, but, you know... <laughs> Teach the children young that, you know, and a read is, is not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) It's a loving gesture. A read in the reading room. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like, we used to say that, um, you know, I mean, it is like, it is like kind of the prophecy coming through. It's like when we, you know, we would be in the club and we would be like reading somebody and we go, Oh, are we in the library? Like, are we went now. We have actually gone into <laughs> the library. Have actually, gone into the library, which I, I think is really beautiful. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. I hadn't been in libraries so much as an adult, and this is like one of the best things that gets me there. It's the best thing. I mean, I love the library. Like, I think. It's like the place it is. Uh, I when I was a kid, that was like the best place to be. <laughs> and I mean, and now as an adult too, like it's rare that I get to go. I love it. It's such a great place. Any it bookstore. really is, and totally. And like librarians are some of the most rad people in the so world. Rad. Like they're there to get you knowledge protect your rights, like make sure that big brother isn't spying on you. Like they're really down for the causes and they're down to make sure that everyone has access to information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're 
They're incredible. And it's funny, some of the children's librarians that I've run into, they get a little chip on their shoulder. Maybe not a chip on their shoulder, but they get a little, they feel a little way about having someone as glamorous as I walk in and, and start taking over their story hours. But they're there every, you know, every weekend. Sometimes there's story hours every week with librarians who are just like holding it down and offering free programs for kids yeah. without without having to pay or without having to do anything. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, they know like what's, what's on like and they know what's up and like they know i mean books are where everything is at it's like Mm -hmm. everything that uh can be known and should be known and and uh Mm -hmm. you know it's it's really it's so important and all of our history and everything that's not out there it's like people don't understand that the world didn't begin when Instagram was invented. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) A book? What? Yeah. What is this? It's really great. How do you touch it? How do you swipe it? Yeah. (laughs) It's really, really great. And it's really, there's so much to learn and especially in queer history too. There's so much for us to recognize (laughs) and see. And um, there's so much of our, our, our history and secret history to, to learn between the lines too. Totally. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously books are some of the oldest, oldest media, but, but they're also like truly some of the oldest queer media, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. where you would go to find those subtle references to things that not everyone would get, but Mm -hmm. as a queer person, you could decode it or, you know, and, and because they weren't like flashy movie posters, people, didn't get up in arms. I mean, people did get up in arms because they banned books left and right yes. still. But yeah. I mean, that's because they know it has power. Yeah. But what was your relationship to, to books as you grew up? I mean, what, what made you want to write? I mean, I've always been a nerd, I guess. I loved books as a kid. I loved mm-hmm. reading as a kid. I was, you know, I would always do those, like our local library had those summer reading challenges where if you read 10 books over the summer, you win a keychain or whatever. And I would mm-hmm. like read them all in the first week. And yeah. So, I mean, I guess for me, it is just a way of, of connecting with kids on a different level and, and meeting them where they're at. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's to me what's so exciting about a book is that like, that's some of, some of the first gifts that kids get are books. Like when they're born, it's like the Dr. Seuss books or fairy tales or these wonderful books. And and I guess I just want to be part of that. Like, you know, yeah. even before they're looking at the phone, even before they're watching Sesame Street, like, I want them to see those drag queens swishing and shimmying and shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great introduction to like, um, to the world of it, you know, I mean, to 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 meet it there. And it's just such important things. I mean, I grew up in a bookstore in San Francisco. Um, my parents owned mm-hmm. a gay bookstore on Polk oh, Street in um that. yeah in San Francisco so it's such a strange thing like you know they own this bookstore called Paperback Traffic in the 70s and so mm-hmm. we had um Armistead Mopan who wrote Tales of the City um Love who him. would do book signings um Ugh. at our bookstore so he would launch um Tales of the City uh editions from so our incredible. store and it was so intense because, you know, like all of the employees would like leave. They would meet up at our store and they would leave for um, Harvey Milk rallies, you uh-huh. know, in the 70s oh. from the store. And when he was assassinated, they left for the candlelight vigil from the store. Mm-hmm. So it was a very intense time, like for gay politics and um, oh. for like uh, AIDS um AIDS awareness, AIDS fundraising, AIDS activism, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
sort of queer nation stuff, um, <laughs> all this kind of like early AIDS activism, you know, was like really like founded on totally. in and around bookstores or like a different light was another one, <laughs> which was, yeah, like, I was going to say, yeah, very, very influential. Um, so that, that was like a time where like a lot of queer activism was kind of born in gay bookstores and gay bars and um, also like drag bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Cause I mean, Historically, there were so many great gay bookstores or progressive bookstores or feminist bookstores. And yeah, yeah, they really like they're not in place of the gay bars, but they're just another part of the queer ecosystem. Yeah, it doesn't and- really exist as much anymore. I mean, I think nowadays all of that is um, definitely something that's non-existent. I mean, I think that there's a couple of gay bars. There's not as many lesbian bars. There's some drag bars, right. but there's like definitely... Um, fewer gay bookstores um my parents isn't around the the gay bookstores not around anymore i think a lot of the different lights are not around anymore there's yeah. like very few um there there used to be that one in philly um Giovanni's room i don't know if that's actually still i don't know that, used, that was i think my first gay bookstore that i went to in college yeah but, yeah yeah there's a very very large like big bookstores are not gay necessarily but they have like queer presences like powell's or like the strand mm-hmm. But right. there's not, I love those, but there's not a sense of like that being like a queer place, like a different life. Right. Right. Like that real community center. Yeah. Yeah. And just thinking back about like all those, yeah, all the like queer hippie poets and it, it was, they were really like, I mean, I wasn't alive then, but from what I've read, like they were those centers of culture. Like that's mm-hmm. where you went to connect to people. And even like all the like, you know, dyke open mics of the nineties and like, Oh, I love just that. that literary culture. And I mean, Drag Queen Story Hour started by Michelle T. So like there literally yeah. is that direct connection. Which is to that all that's very cultures. cool. I mean, she's a friend of mine and she's like definitely mm-hmm. like that's the direct like sister spit, like yes. total like dyke nineties, um, you know, very like that's like right girl, you know, kind of like right? path, which is really cool. Right. And I love her writing, and I think that it's very much um, that radical feminism sort of like bent of, you know, coming out of the independent bookstores and um, Mm -hmm. from a place of like, it's a real literary tradition, too. You know, it's really cool. A hundred percent, yeah. She's so great. Yeah, and for her to be able to just take that and then morph it into this thing that's for kids, but also still so queer and like... Yes. So not watered down. I think that's what I love about Drag Queen Story Hour is that like it still keeps me on my toes. Sometimes people are like, oh, God, you've sold out or like you're just, Mm -mm. you know, bringing assimilating queer culture into the mainstream. But I'm like, this is this is the right wing spheres, right? Is like that we're going directly to the children. And, you know, we can think a lot of different ways about that. And most of those folks are crazy. But like. It, it's beautiful. It's like it's it, it is. It is the next frontier in terms of being able to actually expose kids to queer culture in a way that is age appropriate, but like also really gets at the play of queer culture and the coloring outside the lines and the you know standing up to authority kind of things that is also so much part of kids' literature and kids' play. But right. like we're just grownups doing it, and it's that's really what we wanted political. to do. It's really political and it's really important. And I mean, that's what makes it so exciting. And it's also also very fun. And it makes it fun for adults, too, because mm-hmm. then it's like 
we're also taking care of our kids while still retaining a sense of autonomy over like where we would like to spend our time, you know, like we're not like having to do something that's totally outside of our realm of experience where we can still like attend to the revolution ourselves by being with people who are like minded, (laughs) you know, and um, like we don't have to leave our tribe to educate our kids. Like we can still do like, you know, like if it takes a village, we can stay in the same village, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah, really we powerful. Can build our own village, and mm-hmm. we can we can welcome other people into that village, but like still right. keep our ideals and still, which is so be true beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and that's very. I mean, it's it's very Michelle. Like I, I think like um, yeah, her writing has always been um, something that I always look to. Like Valencia is like one of my favorite books, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's such a. Um, you know, such a touchstone to like my like years I lived in San Francisco and um, mm-hmm. known her and I'm good friends with Clint Catalyst too. So th- those mm-hmm. their writing and you know people that I I've known forever like they always like remind me of like where I come from and my my queer identity and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a great you know that's a great tradition to like have upheld. Totally, yeah. It really feels like. Yeah, the twenty. I mean, it's not the twenty first version century version of Sister Spit because Sister Spit's already still doing that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's the next generation. Well, yeah, the it's, the, it's the it's the, the <laughs> generation Q, the no, children, the children, the, the children, the children, the children, children. <laughs> the babies having babies, yeah. the children, the Muppet babies, the childrens of the childrens of the children. No, but it's a, the children of the revolution, which you know the, the revolution mm-hmm. has to keep on propagating because totally. that's the whole point. Totally. And so many of the queer people who I know who have had kids are just like, yeah, they're like, what do we do now? Like, how do we stay in our community or like expose our kids to this without, I don't know, being stuck at some like Wiggles show or I don't even know if I know. Wiggles are a real thing, but you know what I mean? Like no, yeah. those, those kids things. Like, it's, yeah, they got to do, I mean, you got to do it. It's like, you got to, I mean, you have to, you have to grow and evolve and, create things and um you know create things for your kids to do and and i think this is it's perfect it's so yeah. fun so and then you, you guys did you guys move to doing stuff like um being able to do stuff online and yet yes to do that? we are all over the internet um we're doing probably like one or two a week right now we're planning a big pride celebration with all our chapters around the world to oh that's like great have a little we are the world drag moment um, but yeah, and I mean, part of that's great too, because like, even though we have chapters all over the country, there's still so many communities that don't have drag queen story hour. And they're always asking us like, when are you going to come? And it's like, you know, we don't have some magic school bus that we can just like get in and drive to every city, which I wish we did, but we really were yeah. the people who want to set it up in their own community. So this is just one way, like where for now, anyone can really tune in. And I think that's wonderful. Oh, well, I love it. Well, I love it. That sounds so beautiful. Well, I want people to be able to find you and tune in wherever they are. What are your handles so that people can check you out? So you can find me at Lil Miss Hot Mess. It's L-I-L Miss Hot Mess. Um, Or you can follow Drag Queen Story Hour, um, also at Drag Queen Story Hour on Instagram, or look for us on Facebook, or visit our website, dragqueenstoryhour.org. Um, or visit my website, littlemisshotmess.com, and you can learn more about the book there, too. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we got to talk thank today. You. And Me thank too. you so much for your book. And I hope that we get to meet in person sometime really soon. 
The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Erios. Powered by ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.